Welcome to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth. I'm an intimacy coach and psychologist. I created this show to explore the erotic alphabet, to help you learn more about desire and expressing your desires, discover ways to spice up your relationship and create that sizzling relationship you've always wanted. I do this through solid science, real life stories and interviews with an exciting variety of sex experts. Listen in weekly as I share key strategies to help you create your ideal sexual life. Make sure you join us to access even more sexual strategies on my blog, A to Z of Sex. Access our monthly newsletter with subscriber-only offers at www.atozofsex.com. That's A-T-O-Z-O-F-S-E-X. Welcome to the A to Z of Sex. I'm Dr. Lori Beth, and I am your host. We are working our way through the erotic alphabet one letter at a time. Just a reminder that this podcast deals with adult content. So if you don't have total privacy, you might want to put on your headphones. Today, the letter is C, and C is for condom. This week, I'm going to talk at first about the history of the condom. You may not know this, but there are two cave paintings in France that are from 11,000 BC that scientists believe illustrate the first evidence of condoms. Now, having looked at the illustrations, it is unclear to me as to why they believe that. They didn't really look like condoms to me. However, this is what the scientists believe. Around 1000 BC, the Egyptians used a linen sheath around the penis to prevent insect bites and tropical diseases. And around the same time, the Chinese were using oiled silk paper and the Japanese used leather and tortoiseshell sheaths. The Romans developed condoms made of goat bladder. Now, none of this is terribly appealing. However, they all had similar ideas. The idea was to put a barrier between the penis and either the vagina or the anus. In the 1400s, in China and Japan, condoms first began to be used for control and to protect against Safe sex was understood even back then. It's amazing to me that we still have trouble engaging people in safe given how long we've known how to engage in it. People still have trouble talking about sex at all, let alone discussing actions and prevention of pregnancy. It's often a conversation that happens really quickly when it should be a considered conversation. However, practice and more practice. And it's my hope that at some point this will become something that people consider to be easy and a normal part of our interaction before engaging in sexual play. The Chinese tended to favor silk and lamb's intestines as condoms, and the Japanese favored horn and tortoiseshell, which seems tremendously uncomfortable to me on both sides. And I'm not quite sure how that worked. 
In the 1500s, Gabrielle Fallopius invented a chemical-soaked linen sheath to prevent the spread of syphilis. It was tied with a ribbon around the shaft of the penis. What was interesting to me about him was that he, he conducted the first research that actually proved condoms preventing the spread of sexually transmitted infections. The study had 1,100 participants and they all used the linen condoms he invented. None of the people who used the condoms contracted syphilis. By the 1700s, the use of condoms for the prevention of pregnancy and sexually transmitted infections is more widely known. But now there's controversy as to whether or not they work. Some people believe the availability of condoms encourages people to have more sex with and so encourages immorality. During this time, condoms became available in pubs and markets and were either made of intestines or bladder and soaked in lye or sulfur, or made of linen and soaked in chemicals. Again, neither of which is appealing. When we moved to the 1800s, members of parliament in the United Kingdom tried desperately to get condoms banned because they felt they didn't do enough to prevent syphilis and they encouraged people to have lots of sex and particularly what they called irresponsible or immoral sex. The first rubber condom arrived in 1855. The original rubber condoms were reusable. So in the long run, they would save money, but they were individually fitted. So they were quite expensive to start off with. And despite the fact that they were individually fitted, they still often fell off because they were only made to cover the glands of the penis. Skin condoms were still cheaper, so uh, most people would buy skin condoms. Moving to the 1900s, there was a lot of development which occurred, and this was primarily because the military began to issue soldiers in the and the first latex, but early latex condoms were not very effective at all because many leaked. Um, so the uh, Federal Drug Administration in the United States, the FDA, decided that they would label a condom a drug so everything had to be tested before it could be sold. And that vastly improved the quality of latex condoms. In 1957, Durex created the first condom with lubrication. When condoms were found to prevent the spread of HIV, sales increased dramatically. Um, and condoms do remain the mainstay of safe sex. Now, in about 1937, the first female condom began to be, be developed, um, but they actually have not been made available until very recently. And um, many women find them um, quite difficult to insert properly and, and are not tremendously happy with the, the texture and feel. Modern condoms are made of a variety of materials, including natural latex, polyurethane, polyisoprene, A-10 resin, and lamb's intestines. Latex remain the most flexible 
However, some people have allergies, and so that causes a problem. They can't use latex condoms. Um, and latex allergies can be very strong. important that you the partner before using a condom, whether or not they have a latex allergy, because that can cause people to have to go to hospital with anaphylactic shock if you're not careful. Um, yes, it can be that strong. And also latex condoms cannot be used with oil-based lubricants because they kind of melt the latex, which isn't good. Polyurethane has the disadvantage of being less elastic than latex. So they're a bit more likely to slip or break than latex, but they can be used with oil-based lubricants. Polyisoprene is a synthetic version of natural rubber latex. Now this has the advantage of being softer and more elastic like latex than the polyurethane, but without the protein that causes latex allergies. It also transmit body heat, transmits body heat well, which um, polyurethane does as well. But polyisoprene also cannot be used with oil-based lubricants. It's really important you look at the condoms and you look at the lubricant before you put the two together. Um, it's really easy to make a mistake, and then all the, all the trouble you've gone to protecting yourself is at the window. Lambskin are said to feel more natural, because they may, um, but they may effectively prevent preventing disease. Because lambskin seems to have larger pores, um, and so although the sperm are too big to penetrate, it's been suggested that viruses are small enough to penetrate. However, there has been no research to support the suggestion. Um, there's a lot of choice these days. There are condoms with ridges in it, which are designed to increase pleasure for the woman. Um, there are ones with ridges and ribs inside that are designed to increase pleasure for the man. There are colored condoms. Um, I'm not just because. Because color is fun, because color can um, promote joy. We know that color creates joy. So perhaps that's why. There are flavored condoms, which were launched to make safe oral sex more palatable. Um, and oftentimes people will talk about the fact that uh, research suggests that transmission of HIV, for example, is lower in uh, oral sex. Um, than uh, in any other type of act. Um, still, if it's best to use a condom. So a flavored condom can make um, oral sex more palatable. Although, check the flavors out. Some of them are kind of sickly sweet, and um, that can almost be worse than the actual taste of the latex or the polyurethane or whatever it is you're using. Now, condoms come in different sizes in case you didn't know. And you cannot assume that one size fits all. Condom size is actually really important because if it's too small, it can be really constricting um, and cause pain during sex. It can also break more easily if it's too large it can either fall off or leak, which means none of the protection you were using the condom for in the first place. My absolute favorite sizing guide 
can be found on the Lucky Bloke Condoms website. It's https colon forward slash forward slash l-u-c-k-y-b-l-o-k-e dot com forward slash pages forward slash find dash your dash condom dash size. This wonderful sizing guide, a standard toilet paper roll to help find the best size condom. It works and it made me smile. And they do point out that, that um, most people think about length as being most important, but actually often it's girth that's the biggest issue. So that's the circumference around the penis. So it's your size and make sure that you have condoms on that are the right size for you. Guys and gals, if you are carrying some with you, so you have something with you just in case. And I always think that's a really good idea to have something with you just in case. Um, it lowers temptation to have unsafe sex because a situation arose and you're really aroused and you really just want to go for it, but you don't have any kind of protection with you. So in your just-in-case package, I recommend having condoms of a couple of different sizes, gals. Guys, condoms fit you well. And um, lubricant, some wipes. For the taxi home if you need it. People complain most often that condoms decrease pleasure because of the lack of skin-to-skin -skin contact. Polyurethane condoms conduct body heat well, and when thin ones are used, they come closest to the full sensation of skin-on-skin -skin contact. Um, so there are some really, really thin condoms out there. Before settling on a particular condom style or brand, try a number of them. There can be quite a large difference between different condoms. So experiment until you find the ones you like best. To match your lubricant to the type of condom you're using, lubricants will work with all condoms. So if you stick with water-based lubricant, you're probably better off and you don't have to worry about a mismatch. Don't forget to check the best before date on the condom. Yes, there are best before dates on condoms. And make sure you're using condoms that are a Guys, if you put a condom in your wallet 20 years ago, it's not a good idea to use them now. People also complain that stopping to put on a condom can break the mood. It only takes a minute or so to put on a condom. However, you can put the condom on together as part of foreplay to avoid any break in the mood. If you're not practiced at putting on a condom or if you're with a new partner, don't be surprised if you find it difficult. Rather than getting frustrated, breathe and smile and ask for help. And remember, there are so many ways to revive a lost erection. It's not a one-shot deal. Condoms remain the cheapest, most easily available form of birth control and one of the best ways to prevent disease transmission, second only to abstinence. If you enjoy spontaneous sex, carry a condom with you. 
Condoms can only be also be used with sex toys and dildos in order to protect from disease transmission as well. If you're sharing toys, using a condom is the best way to make sure you're not picking up or spreading viruses. And it's really important because there are so many different bits and things that can be transmitted, things that aren't even terrible or horrible. The one that comes most to mind is bacterial vaginosis, which is easily manageable and easily curable and doesn't cause anything horrific. However, that is really easy to pass either via the man, a man's penis or via a vibrator or a dildo. So using a condom, you don't pass that back and forth. Of course, if you're going to put, if you're going to use a condom on a penis and the penis goes into a vagina and he pulls out of one vagina and he goes into the other vagina without changing the condom, anything that Vagina number one had could be transmitted to vagina number two, right? So I think people forget that if you're having sex with multiple partners, you actually have to change condoms in order to prevent transmission back and forth. You, the, the, the penis or the dildo, well, the dildo's not going to be catching a disease, but the penis might be preventing, prevented from catching an infection, From the, by the one condom, but if you don't change condoms between insertion from one hole to the next, you transmit a virus and bacteria. Also important, if you're thinking about going from vaginal to anal sex, right? If you have um, gone from the anus, you need to change your condom before you go into the vagina or you will be bringing the bacteria from the anus into the vagina, which is a quick way to give a woman an infection. In short, so remember that you need to change condoms between partners and change condoms between orifices. Thanks for joining me this week for the A to Z of sex. Please write to me with suggestions for the show or any questions you want answered at Dr. Lori Beth at A to Z of sex.com. That's D R L O R I B E T H at A T O Z O F S E X.com. Do follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out my YouTube channel and my channel on Binge Networks. For a free 30 minute discovery session with me, head over to https colon forward slash forward slash the-intimacy-coach.com. Go to my contact page and click on my calendar to schedule directly. If you enjoy the show, please do leave me a review on iTunes and or Stitcher and join me next week when the letter will be D. I thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the A to Z of sex. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review here on iTunes and make sure you head over to www.atozofsex.com. That's A-T-O-Z-O-F-S-E-X to subscribe to my free newsletter to help you keep your sex life sizzling. Stay tuned for upcoming weekly episodes as we work our way 
through the sexual alphabet to discover the wide world of sex, sexuality, desire, and intimacy. Knowledge gives you the power to create relationships that bring you satisfaction and joy. Hope to see you next week.